I'm John. And I'm Theria. We're a married couple in the San Francisco Bay Area. And this is The Transcast, a podcast about life, faith, and love. Chains rattling, suffocating. I was born in a ghost town where they don't raise the dead. Summer in Minnesota, snow covered in gray light breaking. In the streets of the city where they don't raise the dead. So take all that's left of my love and give my body to the river. River. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Tramcast. Thank you so much for listening in with us today. This is episode 004, and we are recording the week of February 27th, 2017, and we're so glad that you're here with us today. You may have noticed right off the bat that this episode sounds a bit different than usual. Typically, all of the music we use in our episodes have been produced by me, Theriel, but this week we're doing something different and really special. Later in the show, we'll be discussing and reviewing the latest album release by Matt Hires, and throughout the show, we'll be featuring music from his album, American Wilderness. The song you just heard in our intro was a great one called Black River, and we've got more to come. Awesome. Yeah, I'm. Th- we love music, uh, Theriel and I do. We're, we're both musicians, and we're both huge just music lovers, mm-hmm. and um, I'm really excited to have this be our first uh, music feature, music review. We'll see if there's more of this to come in the future. If you guys like what we do this episode, be sure to let us know. And a big thanks to Matt. Yeah, oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Matt Hires, for uh, letting us feature your album. We didn't have to send him money or... A like rabbit. Or a, a rabbit. That Do people pay for things with rabbits? I think it's a good idea. I want to know how that <laughs> popped into your head. I was thinking of other nice things. Sure, you can <laughs> use my music, but you need to send me... A woodland creature. <laughs> I'm saying, I mean, if you didn't have any money, <laughs> you could you could pay all your debts with wooden creatures, right? I can't even keep a straight face. Oh my goodness, my face already hurts, and we just started. <laughs> okay, so let's jump right in. We're gonna start right away with the bullets today. The the news bullets. Is the that is that what we're calling them? Well. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, because you just took this train, this headline train, and made it John's seven-layer bean dip of news, because bullets <laughs> is new. Like and, the, and the first layer, let me tell you, is super appetizing, because... Uh, well, what is bullets? Bullets is like the pre-headline headlines, it's right? It's the pre-headline headlines. It's just <laughs> like little things that have gone on recently. It's the pre-dollop. It's John trying to get every layer 
available. I just want all the attention. Yeah, that's uh, what this is. So th- these are just the biggins, right? The biggins. These oh, are yeah. just the biggins. From last time. The, the pre-dollop. All right. So the first layer in the seven-layer bean dip is... It's like the, 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 oh my goodness. the <laughs> liquidy top of, like, sour cream, if we're talking dollops. Okay. Like, it's like the liquidy part that you have to, like, stir you gotta in. you got to stir it in. Yeah. That's disgusting. Well, you made it Speaking up. Speaking of disgusting... Milo Yiannopoulos has fallen out of favor with many of his conservative supporters. Transition. Oh, you like that? That's what they call professional news. (laughs) Or or fake news, whatever. Anyway. Very fake news. That's super fake. So uh, Milo Yiannopoulos has fallen out of favor with many of his conservative supporters after recent videos surfaced in which he criticizes the concept of sexual consent and then proceeds to advocate for sexual relationships between pubescent boys and adult men. In the fallout, he lost speaking engagements, a book deal, and has resigned from the alt-right website Breitbart. Sucks for Milo. Indeed. Yeah. Well, but maybe not for humanity. We're going to just... Okay, can yeah. you tell I'm not much of a Milo <laughs> fan? Uh, Next sorry. bullet is a new malaria vaccine has had a 100% success rate in clinical trials in the U.S. and a 48% success rate in trials in Mali. Mali, yeah. Mali, yeah. Which sounds disappointing on the first blush, but it's actually very impressive. It is one of several new vaccines being developed for the disease, and scientists believe it could prevent up to half a million deaths every year. That's big time. That's Isn't that huge? Yeah, that's, that's amazing. really big time. So uh, in other news, President Trump reversed legislation this week that allowed for students who identify as transgender to use the school restroom of their choosing, citing that such decisions should be made at the state level, not be federally mandated. February 23rd was Human Trafficking Awareness Day. For more information on that, you can go to enditmovement.com. On Sunday from Out of the Church World, Tim Keller announced that he would be stepping down from his position as senior pastor of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City, where he has served for 28 years. Wow. This announcement corresponds to a decades-long plan which will result in a congregation of 5,000 splitting into three separate congregations later this year. Wow, that's super interesting. Yeah, so they, they started out as just a church of, you know, a couple hundred small church in New York City, and over the past 30 years— they have ballooned into a congregation of 5,000, and they have been planning for decades of uh, splitting the church up into smaller congregations. I really love that, actually. And the last bullet, the Academy Awards, held on Sunday, ended in controversy as backstage Warren Beatty was handed the wrong card in preparation for announcing the award for Best Picture, like the award. Yeah, this was a total Steve Harvey moment. The program's producer himself had the unfortunate task of interrupting the La La Land producers. Interrupting them! In the middle of their acceptance speech to clarify that actually Moonlight was the winner of the award. Jimmy Kimmel was hilarious in all of this. He got on stage and he said things, he, 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 looked, at, he looked at the producers of La La Land and he said, actually you guys should probably just keep the award at this point. And it's and then he was so he was awkward. having to, to like he put his arms around some of the people and was like reassuring them no 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 moonlight you really won you really did yeah. well that bullet actually is a perfect transition into my headline for the week wow it's like we planned this it's like we did but 
you didn't know what my headline was. I didn't. And you we and keep those secrets. And you didn't know what I was doing in my seven-layer bean dip. No, I and think I from never now on, do. From now on, I get seven, seven dollops. That's what this is. Oh, my gosh. My headline. Okay. <laughs> so I read a really interesting article this week, and it's actually about the Academy Awards, specifically about the award itself. This article from About the little statue, Mike. you mean. Yeah. This article from Mike. Like M-I-C? M-I-C. K-E-Y? <laughs> is called, How Much is an Academy Award Really Worth? Here's the Value of an Oscar. The statuette is actually worth less than you might think. It stands at 13 and a half t- inches tall and weighs only 8.5 pounds. Ooh. And it is plated in 24 karat gold and made of solid bronze. So knowing those facts, how much would you guesstimate the statuette being worth? Dollar signs. The bronze makes it nice and weighty, but it's not very expensive. 24 karat plated gold over that kind of a surface area. I don't know. 13 grand? The estimated price is somewhere between. um, This is the estimated price of the cost to make. Cost to make. Okay. Not the worth. No. So actually, do you want to re- redo your answer? No, 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 okay. no, no. Because I, wa- I wasn't estimating that, you know, the like producers the of Moonlight yeah. are thinking, ah, oh, 13 grand, I'll give you this. Well, I'll get into that in a moment. But the estimated price to make the statuette is somewhere between 400 and $500. Okay. Much less than you thought. Yes. I mean, weight, gold by weight, right? That's not very – Are we c- are we factoring labor into that? Probably not. <laughs> Supply and demand, inflation. So interesting fact from this article that I learned is that obviously the Oscar is worth much more secondhand. So in the past, stars could make serious money if they sold their Oscar award to the highest bidder. Um, in 1941, a gentleman named Herman Makiewicz. Makiewicz. Sold his Oscar that he won for best screenplay and made over three hundred thousand dollars. Oh, only for in nineteen forty-one. Can you imagine how much money that was back then? Wow, yeah, that's a lot of money. And Greg Toland, who won the Oscar in nineteen thirty-nine for best cin- cinematographer, later sold his statuette for over two hundred thousand okay. dollars. So all that changed in nineteen fifty when the Academy effectively prohibited the sale of awards for money. Are you serious? Now, no way, yeah, no way. In nineteen fifty, th- you can't do that. Now, winners must sign an agreement on awards night stating that if they want to sell their statuette, they must... It has to be for charity. They must first offer it to the Academy for $1, according to this article. No way. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Oscars awarded before 1950 can still be sold for a bundle, though. In 1999, Michael Jackson spent a record $1.5 million for producer David... Selznick's award for the 1939 film Gone with the Wind. Wow. But, I mean, Michael Jackson could sneeze $1.4 million. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing for him. But I just thought that was really interesting because it's, you know, we just went through the Academy Awards and they're so, like, pursued and sought after. Like, an actor's dream is to win an Oscar and turns out it only costs a couple hundred dollars to make. But the value itself is way more because of the whatever we put on it 
I think what's most interesting is that you even chose that little headline as your dollop. I know. Because I've never seen an Oscar. Because award. you've never what like we learned la- in the last episode that you've never seen an award show. I know, and that's why I picked an ironic headline. You're welcome. Okay, so time for my headline. Theriel, are you ready? I am ready. The future is here. Elon Musk and his space company. Did you know he had a space company? I didn't, but I'm totally not surprised. If I'm with a name like Elon Musk, you pretty much have to have a space company, don't mm-hmm. you? So he his space company, I don't even know if you call it a space company, is called SpaceX. And we will f- from now on refer to it as SpaceX, not Elon Musk's space company. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, so... Uh, SpaceX announced just today. This is breaking news. So their their announcement today was that they have set plans that by the end of 2018, they are going to send two private citizens to the moon. What? Is there going to be like a reality show to decide, like reality show competition to decide who gets to go? Actually, it's um it's gone to the these two two people separately approached SpaceX and said we will pay to go to the moon. Oh, send so it's us like there. a vacation for them. Yeah, that's gonna involve a lot of rigorous training and pooping into a bag, stuff like that. So yeah, this is really exciting though. Two private citizens c- just paid their money and US they're gonna citizens? get to go to the moon. Yes, and so one of the interesting things about this story is that the rumors have begun to fly. Speculation abounds for who has ponied up the cash because SpaceX isn't telling anybody. We don't know who these rich folks are. It could be the Prince of Dubai or it could be Kanye West. So Elon Musk and these rich folks, is Elon going to go with them? No, of course not. No, no, he's not a space man. He doesn't poop in a bag. (laughs) He poops in an electric car. Oh, my goodness. This is really taking a really weird turn. It's possible, though, right? That he if anybody has. <laughs> I mean, he's probably had the most exposure to electric cars, if there was anybody. <laughs> he had a really horrible night one night at their first factory where he accidentally got locked inside one of the vehicles after everybody had gone home. Poor Elon. You didn't hear it here, folks. <laughs> poor, no, poor intern that found him the next morning. <laughs> he, he, he just hands him a check. He's like, you tell no one. So I'm curious, what exactly does SpaceX do? Are they like a space program because NASA's not really? Yeah, they're a private contracted space program. And currently one of their biggest deals is that they send cargo ships to the International Space Station. Okay. They do that on the regular, like multiple times a year. Uh, they also are pioneers in the private sector space exploration. Elon has long said that he fully plans to send humans to colonize, if possible, Mars within his lifetime. And he's well on his way. That's nuts. Really, really interesting stuff. So, yeah, there's not a whole lot more to that story. They they announced this today. It's a really cool program. Um, Two mystery people have paid their way into this, and we're all just going to get to watch. I'm just excited to find out who it is. Who do you real? Who do you think it could be? Oh, I have no. Do you think it's just some obscure chic, or do you think it's some celebrity that you know something about? I would 
get, I would guess that it's just a nobody, like a nobody rich person, which I don't know if that's a thing. Sort of offensive to call a rich person a nobody, isn't it? The question that I'm more interested in is how much did they pay? Like, I don't really care who they are, but how much do you have to pay to get a vacation to the moon? Well, for a reference point, it costs NASA around $80 million per human they send into space. So it's got to be way more than that. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But, I mean, if you're you're a multi-billionaire, you're like... Warren Buffett's kid or something, you you could afford stuff like that. I guess. All right, so moving right along, our next segment is tram fares. Enough talking about pooping in bags and electric cars and stuff. Right, there was plenty enough of that. Way too much poop talk. So. You should tune into my new podcast, Poop Talk. New episodes come out every Tuesday at precisely 8.30 in the morning. might surprise you. Oh, might it? It is a new product that I am trying for the first time, and I love it. I love it a lot. So it has a little bit of a backstory. Okay. So for over a decade, maybe 15 years, which is crazy time, I've been wearing the same perfume. Gap Heaven. I loved that stuff and they discontinued it a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago and you've been scrounging for them on eBay eBay, and wherever you could find them. And I don't need a lot. I usually, you know, would buy a bottle and it would last me like, you know, five or six months. But now those eBay bottles are so expensive because there are no more left. There really aren't. And so now we're looking at like fifty, sixty dollars for Something that was a $12 bottle of yeah. body spray. Yeah. It was, and so, and perhaps that's, you know, not too much money for somebody else, but for me, that's just way too much money to spend. You, you, you trained yourself to only spend $15 a bottle. Right. So I heartbreakingly had to come to terms with the fact that my fragrance is no more. I was pretty heartbroken too. I have a little bit left in like a travel sized bottle, which I'm just kind of keeping. Going to use for special occasions. Maybe. Only on anniversaries. Maybe. <laughs> but I decided that I needed to find something new and I wanted to prioritize something that was natural because. Good I, for body. Yeah. I'm in a stage in my life where I care about the stuff that I put on and in my body. And so I wanted something natural and pleasant smelling. I'm not really into musky, heavy scents. I wanted something light, and I found it. And that's my tram fave this week. So the fragrance that I am loving right now is by a company called Pacifica Beauty. And I'll have links to the product in my show, in the show notes. Show notes. This particular scent that I chose to try is their Island Vanilla Spray Perfume. And I actually didn't get the spray perfume. I got the little, like, roller. Little roll thingy. Yeah. I'd like to get the spray perfume eventually. Is this you asking permission? I don't need to ask permission. I'm an independent woman. So what I love about the, the product is 
because it smells amazing. It's like a Tahitian vanilla kind of scent, and it's not too strong. It's really light, but it has good staying power. Like, it doesn't just immediately disappear. I was going to say, how long does it take for it to dissipate? I, I would say at least three or four hours. Do you apply multiple times a day? No. Unless I'm going somewhere special, I might reapply later in the day. Okay. But I don't think you really need it because the scent really does linger. And from their website, the PacificaBeauty.com website, they talk about the ingredients in their perfumes. And this particular scent has natural denatured alcohol and a fragrance blend made with essential oils, including juniper, grapefruit, and heliotrope. Well, there are so many things there that I like. Yeah. No parabens, no animal testing, no animal ingredients or artificial colors, and they advertise being 100% vegan and gluten-free. So that's super gluten-free. I think it's interesting that uh, products that you don't eat advertise that they're gluten-free. Well Maybe you, that's you, you important. You, should, you shouldn't put gluten. If you're, if you're gluten intolerant, you probably shouldn't put it on your body either. But it's crazy to think that perfumes have gluten in them, isn't it? Like, I've never thought about that. So that's a super weedy cologne you've got yeah, there. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. So, but anyway, if you need a gluten-free perfume, I highly recommend Pacifica Beauty. <laughs> and they hilarious. smell amazing. The, so The thing I think is hilarious is when they start putting gluten-free stickers on things that, of course, aren't gluten like bananas. We once saw gluten-free stickers on bananas I'm in the store. I'm pretty sure I've seen gluten-free stickers on, like, water bottles. This is gluten-free water. Yeah. But anyway, such is life currently right. and that's my tram fave pacifica beauties island vanilla perfume so good and really decently priced i paid 12 dollars for that rollerball and it'll last me months so very cool yeah very cool so awesome what about you john Bad. what are you loving spending all our lives to buy a better way to die we're no different than our mothers and our fathers were and she tells me she's all right but she won't look me in the eye we're no different than our mothers and our fathers were no different than our mothers and our fathers were most recent album the wilderness first off again i want to thank matt for letting us use his music for this episode and giving us the honor of reviewing his album we're grateful really grateful. really really cool music um there are some albums you listen to on which there are standout hits uh the the predetermined singles there are some albums on which those singles are the only decent tracks true and and you're thankful in those moments for music streaming <laughs> or that that you can buy music one track at a time. Do you remember the days when you couldn't? Yeah. You you you'd spend twelve dollars on an album and there'd be one or two good songs, and you'd curse the ground on which you walk. Uh, well, this is not one of those albums. I liked every track on this album. I liked every track on this album. That's impressive. And I loved most of them. This album took me by surprise. I was shocked that I'd never heard of Matt Hires before. So how did you hear about him? Well, I, my Discover Weekly playlist on Spotify. We talked about those playlists a few weeks ago, 
you and I, we both love Spotify and we love the Discover Weekly feature. We really do. And I was driving down the road on my way to work when I was stopped in my tracks, figuratively speaking, of course, because I was, I was driving. I'm a very safe driver, but I, I digress. I was stopped in my tracks by this beautiful, soulful, haunting, desperate, vulnerable song, a prayer, transparent and real which culminates with a heartfelt encouragement to keep fighting, even when life and faith are really difficult. And the song was called Glory Bound. Glory bound, I'm glory bound That I could use a little help right now Yeah, the devil's in my doorway And he ain't leaving So I'll keep the light on my rifle right next to me and a stack of black bibles too bloody to read for miles and miles as far as the eye can see no mentions of glory just the devil and me I'm glory bound, I'm glory bound, but I could use a little help right now. Yeah, the devil's in my doorway, and he ain't leaving. Oh, I'm glory bound, glory bound, heaven help me, I'm going down. Yeah, the millstone's around my neck, and God, I'm sinking, cause you make me
stranger to starting over and this album was released as sort of an exercise in reinvention he and his wife moved from tampa florida to nashville tennessee and in that process matt really started to examine many of the beliefs and presuppositions that he'd grown up with i want to begin again Drop all the pretensions and labels Kiss you under the table like when we were kids I wanna know love won't end We can take it back where we started Before all our friends got divorced and we turned into cynics I wanna begin again And again and again and again Oh, I wanna begin again and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. left behind me but I'm not gonna let them define me but make me a better man much of the record deals with these themes of transition and introspection and doubt at the same time it's almost defiantly hopeful tracks like fighting a ghost exemplify this sense of What do you say when your heart's not in it? What do you do when there's no new beginning? How do you start when you've forgotten how to finish? Or how to be free again? Or what the word even meant? Give me something to Fighting the ghost 
powerful theme on this record is that of finding, losing, and fighting for faith. After moving to Nashville, Matt says that he began to question many of the things in which he once believed. He and his wife stopped going to church for a year as he questioned and explored some of these things. Songs like Holy War powerfully explore some of those themes. Because I don't want to die in my own skin. track, The Wilderness, speak of the seeming meaninglessness of life in our noisy, busy world and question the bounded sets that we are left with. The wilderness is where you go to die and where you go to be reborn. It's a life lived, one that we are participating in. his music and I really appreciate the work that you did John to highlight those tracks and the music is good so it's, re it's really good I've, I've listened to it a lot in the last couple of weeks yeah so for those of you who have Spotify you can find Matt Hire's music on there just like we did I suppose you could also find it on iTunes Google Play Amazon Music yeah. whatever so go find him and give him a listen we're going to move right along to our next segment, which is a segment of Ask the Trams. Ask the Trams. We're going to be. That was weird. <laughs> we're going to be answering Josie's question. She asked, how do you decide who will do which chores around the house since you both work full time and have busy lives? We do have busy lives. Man, oh man, do we ever. So now the. the the answer to this question might change depending on when you have asked us in the history of our marriage. Right. Now, w just because of who we are and the nature of, of life, we are we've, – we've always been kind of busy people. Um, We're also really type A. <laughs> indeed. And so we've fought a lot about chores. I oh think yeah. everybody does. But we're v expressive and energetic people. We've fought a lot about I chores. I think when you share space with anybody else, it's easy to feel like you're doing too much or they're not doing enough. 
or that things aren't fair. What's that quote that you 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 like that you ma- you say about sanctification? Oh, more people means more sanctification. Right. Especially in the same space. Yes. So I think that, like John said, this this question changes for us with seasons. Like, for example, this season that we're in right now, where we're not home a lot and we're commuting and we're really involved in our church, there's a lot that we're just not doing. There's a lot less to do because there's a lot less living that goes on in this house. That's true. But we did have, like, seven or eight, like, delivery like cardboard boxes that we had just like scattered they over were the just house today. Strewn <laughs> about the floor. And it was just kinda like we'll get and to that. And they've been there for a couple of weeks. Yeah. We'd opened the things we, that we were got delivered. out the exciting things that were inside. Yeah. And, and then, then we just threw the threw box the box. On the floor. Yeah. And it was just like, you know And you know the cats play with them and it's a lot of fun for them. <laughs> they did love like they were building a fort or something. So before we talk about how we sort of tackle these things in this season of life, let's talk about how we've done it in the past. When we had like a natural rhythm to our lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when we were first when we were first married, we would just sort of kinda haphazardly go at chores. And for for a couple of years, Ferial begged me, please can we have a chore chart? Please, can we have assignments? And I saw that as a constraint. They were chains around me, holding me down. I just thought she was trying to um, keep score and exact justice if I didn't do my part. And maybe that's a little true. I'm sure that was in there. But we, but eventually we did. We, you I finally won you over. Yes, you did. You, you convinced me, and you're a spreadsheet master. Thank you. And so you created a chore chart for us. In Color which we coded. And we sat down at one of our weekly sync meetings, mm-hmm. and we talked about who was going to do each thing. It wasn't yeah. like an assignment. We agreed right. on what we felt was a balanced system. Yeah, we listed out all the things that we do and how often we do them, because some chores you don't do every week. Right. Mopping happens once a month, maybe. Right. Or yard work or whatever it is. So we listed all those things out, and then we discussed... You know, who's naturally better at this? And what's a nice balance? Who has the time for this? Who hates doing the laundry? Right. And that's me. Yeah. So we took into account all of those things, preferences, time available, who's better, you know, more appropriate to do these things. And we just evened it all out. Yeah. You know, chose off our assignments. Came something we agreed with. Yeah. And and if something didn't get done, then you just crucify the other person. It's really cool. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> no, it, we, you know, there's always grace and there, and we can help pick up slack for the other one, like if one person's sick or something like that. Yeah, I think that's the, the important part is that when you do have delineations and sort of like chore assignments, if you will, that you've got to be able to take that with grace and that if something doesn't get done and I'm preaching to the to myself here mm. because I I think for years I spent time to you saying you didn't do your chore Ian when yours wasn't done either right <laughs> so I think that you've got to be able to take it all with grace and be able to flex with the different seasons and you know life happens and your chores are important but they're not as important as people or right. other priorities. So uh, now, though, we're sort of it's sort of more nebulous. It's a little bit more I abstract. I think we still have certain chores that 
are typical for one of the other to do. We utilize the um the the s the reminders app on our smartphones. We have a shared uh, to do list in the our smartphone. Specific to chores. Yes, it's just for chores to do chores. We and have several to do. I lists. think it's called <laughs> Tram Fam Cleans is that the is name true. of the list. And it's orange. And it's orange. The the colors matter apparently. A lot. So we um they're 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 repeating reminders too, yeah. and so every. Monday, we get a reminder at 4 p.m. to remind us to do laundry that night. Right. If we have plans that night, yeah. it doesn't matter. It just – we know that there's a scheduled chore that right. didn't get done, and so we just keep getting reminded until we do it, or we say, oh, we can ignore it for this week. Right. But that's something we agree on together. Mm -hmm. So that's really helpful. The, s the, the schedule is still there. It's just the assignments have sort of fallen away. Right. So now we, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago that we have a – uh, sort of a system where we don't like for one person to just be resting if the other person's working. Yeah. It, it just doesn't feel fair. If Theriel's doing the dishes or uh, cooking or something like that, I'll find something to do. I'll clean a bathroom or sweep a floor or tidy the house. Yeah. Or maybe I'll be doing something like editing the podcast. Mm -hmm. or it, It's something – it's not just watching TV. Right. I'm not just sitting around doing nothing. Maybe I'll be studying, but it's purposeful productive right. we both and like to do work in the same time that way we feel like we're sharing the load in yeah. even if we're doing different things or different categories of it things. really does help i think especially you know for the other person who's already working to know that there's solidarity it's just if if you can it's a right. nice way to partner right 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 and and then the, we also sort of utilize it when i was working in the restaurant industry they talked about the five foot rule like if you see something it's your responsibility if you see paper on the floor, if you see a dirty dish on a table, if you see an empty glass, it doesn't matter if it's your table or not. You fill it. You see it. You do it. You're within five feet of it. It's your responsibility. Yeah. And we sort of we sort of utilize that. Like I just walk around with my sleeping mask on. So she just doesn't see any of the stuff. It's not my responsibility. And then she takes off her mask and says, John, why didn't you sweep the floor? <laughs> so that's a little bit about how we do chores. And we just want to say that if you have something you'd like to ask the trams, you can send us uh, a, an email. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter, we any of those great things. We love hearing from you guys. It, it seriously makes our day. So give us your feedback. Let us know. Are the audio levels better this time? We're still working out all those kinks. Um, and we need and want your feedback. We want to know how we're doing. We want to know if you guys have ideas about how we can make this show better because you're the ones listening to it and we really want to serve you guys. Actually, yeah, we, we really want to be able to make a vibrant, robust show that continues to be something that entertains, challenges, and positively affects the lives of you, our listeners. So you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Tramcast or send emails to thetramcast at gmail.com. And then also, please be sure to send us... Uh, uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes and in the Google Play stores. That's new. We're in Google Play now. We're in Google Play! So for Android users or those that aren't preferred to use iTunes, yeah. you can find us in Google Play. We're going to discontinue posting new episodes on SoundCloud. Because they make you pay. So Google Play and iTunes is where we're at. Just kidding, SoundCloud. We love you. Uh, so, I, But if you leave us ratings and reviews on in those places, it really does help to make us more discoverable mm -hmm. I, I within those stores. On that note, we'll let Matt Hires in the show for us in the same way that he ends the wilderness with a song called Don't Let Your Heart Grow Cold. It's an inspiring, encouraging track 
he sort of acts as Matt's personal mission statement, and it's a good one. He says that the whole reason that he does what he does is to exhort his friends, his family, and his listeners to push forward, fight on, and don't let your hearts grow cold. Like Ray, you left me hanging. <laughs> you are the worst co-host. 